Welcome to the Awake Space Astrology Podcast. This is Lori Rivers with you, here to help you with some inspiration to get those aspirations out in the world. On this episode of the Awake Space Astrology Podcast, we are going to talk about the November 8th total lunar eclipse, a little bit about Saturn stationing direct and what that means as it separates out of the square. A little bit more about the October astrology because we're not done. We're not done. And yes, I did talk about the partial solar eclipse in the last episode. So I'm really not going to cover it in this one. I'll do a little quick cliff notes version. If you want more details, go back and listen to the previous episodes. And we have a wonderful interview with one of my very favorite people in the world, Mackenzie, my natal astrologer, otherwise known as Mick Dubs, both on um, TikTok and Instagram. She's starting to build her TikTok, guys. Go follow her. Uh, she is doing an outstanding job as a natal astrologer at wokeastrology.com with me. And Casey is as well. And you heard from Casey last time, so I brought Mackenzie McDubbs on. Of course, we have patron shout-outs. I want to give a huge thank you to my patrons for being patient with me for the last, like, four weeks because... That Saturn-Uranus square had me dragging through concrete. Um, Having Saturn retrograde squaring off with Uranus retrograde between my third and sixth houses, respectively, made it absolutely almost impossible to get any kind of content done. So um, I got as much done as I could. I could physically feel Saturn moving um, in a different direction as it's stationed, I physically felt lighter. It was absolutely wonderful because the end of that square was something. I'm going to talk about that um, a little bit later in the podcast. And then we're going to talk just a bit about the November 8th total lunar eclipse because that's the eclipse I'm concerned about. Um, yeah, I think tomorrow, given the partial solar eclipse is mostly visible in Russia, (laughs) it's not visible in Canada, the United States, Mexico, South America. Um, it's visible in a good part of central Eastern Europe and Russia, central Asia. Um, a, a good part of the Middle East is getting it, Iran. Yeah, so I think we're going to see stuff happen in Russia and Iran, and it might be a little brutal, but it's going to kick off a change in power dynamics. Um, So if you have loved ones there, you know, um, it, it might be tense for you. Now, if you don't, if you don't, and if you're just here in the Western Hemisphere, it's a great time to set intentions. And I've talked about this in the past, and I'll be getting stuff out for patrons tonight on October 24th. Um, or, you know, sometimes I get them out past midnight. But your stuff is there. I'll give you instructions on how to ride this wave. Now, the November eclipse really, really impacts us here in the United States. It happens on election day. And I'm going to be talking about that after the interview with McKinsey. So you want to listen to the whole episode. Um, yeah, yeah, I tell you, it's something else. So first we're going to do patron shout outs 
And again, my deepest, deepest gratitude to every single one of the patrons who makes this podcast possible. And um, then we'll hear from the wonderful and ever delightful and soulful being, Mackenzie. McDubs. I love her. I love her. I love her. We had such a good chat, as always. And then we'll talk about the November 8th total lunar eclipse. I'll talk a little bit about midterms, but, you know, I'm really not giving a whole lot of predictions because I don't have a whole lot of birth charts to work, work with. Almost nobody has times up. Um, it's almost like they don't want astrologers looking at them. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder. All right. We'll be... Doing some patron shoutouts, and then we'll listen to the conversation between myself and Mackenzie. All right, big thanks to the patrons for making everything possible. So we've got, um, we've got my windows going all over the place on my computer. All right. We've got Wonderlick 111, uh, Taryn Rubino, Tanya Wark, uh, Tina Varen. Hang on a second. I got windows going all over the place here. Um, there we go. Okay. Shit's getting real. Corin, Beth, Courtney, Jackie, Sarah M, Amanda Buckland, Tina, or sorry, Tia Rodriguez, Lisa Williams, Julie White, Mystical Meg, Bo Cooper, Ryan Smith, Alexis. And I'm going to say Alexis N because I don't want to ruin your last name. Susan Crippen, Bailey Green, Andy Lee, Anna Mendez, Carol D. We're just going to say Carol D because I don't want to screw up your last name. Aaron, Lauren Johnson, Joyce Hummiston, Echo, Adrian, Kevin G, Chris T. Lynn, Gemma Gibson, Jessica Oliver, Kay Ray, Danielle Hayes, Sherry Crenn, Jill R, Emma S, Jen F, Alicia D, Yaz, Laura, Sabin, Erin, Delilah, or Delia, sorry guys, Alivation, or Alivation, uh, Andrew F, Wendy P, some chick you don't know, Sarah and Rihanna. Thank you all so very much for being part of the Patreon and being patrons. Got some goodies coming up for you guys, so hold tight. We've been having movie nights in the Discord as well. Um, this weekend, we are doing um, A Night Before Christmas. A Night Before Christmas. That will wind up our spooky movies or 
Halloween-themed or metaphysical-themed movies for Halloween month. Um, so that's that's on the way. A Nightmare Before Christmas is up. So make sure you're checking your emails, guys. If you're not getting email notifications, do check your spam folders. If you've, I've changed up the horoscope format. I've been going back and forth. As you know, I have terrible eyesight and I've been trying to save my eyeballs. So I've been doing like, like a 10 day horoscope, um, which trust me, it's not less work, but it's less writing. Um, it's almost more astrological work to write it that way, but it is less writing. Now, now through the end of the month, I'm doing the every two day forecast because there's just so much astrology coming up and, um, that's what we're going to talk about after Mackenzie's interview. So you want to listen to the whole podcast because I'm going to talk about the end of October, what it means with Saturn stationing direct, and then we'll talk about that total lunar eclipse happening on November 8th. That's the one that has my concern. All right, guys, let's get going. Let's, let's listen to Mackenzie. All right, we have Mackenzie, the certified natal astrologer. Hello. Hi. How's it going? Pretty good. Yeah. Hanging out. Hanging out. Hanging out with the cats. The fight club is over. Um, I hope. For for our listeners, Mackenzie's cats have have their fight club moment every day. Um, (laughs) So... We are checking in. You've been a natal astrologer for about six months now. And we talked about um, that process, you know, of the training last time with with, uh, Casey, who just got certified. But I want to talk about your experience now. How does it feel to have these readings under your belt now that you've done that? What's that done for you? Oh, it's made me like a lot more confident. Um, mm-hmm. I always say I learn something every reading and like, that's really true. Um, not just like astrology wise, but um, about the kinds of people that come to astrologers and um, mm-hmm. you know what they're looking for. And um, a lot of times I think it's like <clears throat> people are going through stuff. So mm-hmm. they just want to know, like, they'll be okay. And um Mm-hmm. again I think we just talked about this there's some astrologers out there um, who have a tendency to scare people and whether yeah. they do that on purpose or not um, I don't like to ever scare anyone in a reading um, yeah I like to more focus on strengths um, I don't really like to touch on those touchy parts you know mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah we don't we don't step on trauma so no no, we, we do strength-based facilitation. That was part of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I learned that from you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's part of the training. Yeah, the strength-based facilitation. And um, <clears throat> so it doesn't mean we don't tell people the truth, but if we see something that is kind of scritchy, 
you know, there's a gentle way to approach it. You, know, you don't have to be harsh or make people, I mean, sometimes I make people cry, but it's not intentional, oh. but you know. <laughs> yeah, I would hope not. <laughs> sometimes it's in a good way though. Yeah. You know, Happy tears. Happy tears. Yeah. The, oh, wow. I'm really not weird because of this. Right. Um, and we are always learning, you know, it's not just because you're a new astrologer. That's the cool thing about being an astrologer. Every reading is its own thing. Mm-hmm. Every reading. You know, everybody's different. So what's yeah. your favorite thing that's happened in a reading so far? Without we don't blow confidentiality listeners but what's the favorite thing that's a hard one um i think masking a libra what her favorite thing is let me make that more specific what was your favorite piece of feedback how's that oh well actually just yesterday i did get um like she was pretty quiet um and so like throughout the reading and then um, I like asked a question and then um, she answered it. And then she was like, well, and I just want to say like, you're, you've been hitting these points and there are these things that I've thought about like throughout my life. And um, like, I just haven't acted on them. So now that I'm like hearing it from a different person, like she's going through a life change right now. And I think she's kind of like almost looking for a direction. And so I think I helped give her that direction. Um, that's like the most fresh in my mind, but like, I don't know, I like every reading it's like different and unique in its own way. And I get something from it and I hope that I like give something, you know, um, right. but yeah, just like that validation of the astrology. Cause you know, coming from a science background, I'm just like, it's not that I'm skeptical anymore, but I definitely like have my moments where I'm like, what am I doing? You know, right. when I get that confirmation, I'm like, yeah, like astrology, it's just, it is, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's good you have the science background because, yeah. you know, when astrology is about analysis and math and, mm-hmm. and language. And the language is the part that we have to convey to people, Mm -hmm. but it it gives you a framework, you know, and it's easier to self-validate, you know, but we do like the feedback from clients when we're doing these. Yeah. Also, like, even when I'm not on point, like, I like knowing that so I can take a different path, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because again, energy expresses in a multitude of ways. And so if we're describing something in one way and it doesn't resonate, it doesn't mean that's exactly wrong. And we may need to change the words. Yeah. You know, because as my teacher told me, chocolates and confectionery, you mm-hmm. know, they're the same thing, but a little different. So, yeah. So, yeah. How do you feel? Um, going solo has helped you grow it's funny like I just have noticed that um even in like my everyday life I just feel uh, more confident um there was a time for a while where I was like very quiet um just like didn't talk a whole lot just more observant that's kind of like I've always been really observant but um yeah just 
more quiet. And so I've noticed like I speak more freely now, if that makes sense. So I think it's just helped with like my overall confidence, like not just in readings, but like in everyday life. So it's been like really cool to observe myself even. Just love that. Yeah. I think it's like finding my passion, you know, and um, doing it, I guess, if that, Mm -hmm. like acting on it. And um, yeah, it's just really helped all areas of life. I love that. Yeah. I love that. (laughs) That's been great. That is excellent. So our next step is going to get you into doing transits as well. Yes. And we're going to do some group stuff. I do some group stuff where you and Casey, me, we answer questions. Yeah, the pancakes. (laughs) And uh, start doing stuff like that, too. Um, Because we know, you know, it's an investment when you come to an astrologer. And I think a lot of times people don't understand what they get out of a natal reading mm-hmm. um you know because there's so many people who claim to be astrologers and effectively you know they're not really doing a natal chart reading they might do a walk through um you know i i've had so much feedback over the last you know 25 years especially um of people will come to me and be like, oh, wow, an astrologer said I was a hot mess or, you know, I'm t- my charts, you know, too hard to read. And I'd be like, what are they talking about? You know, um, like every chart is like, you know, complex. It's mm-hmm. not like any more, any like one chart is more mm-hmm. than the other. They probably say that to every person. <laughs> Right. Well, and it would be because they don't, they haven't really studied astrology. Because mm-hmm. if you've studied astrology, you do the astrology. Um, there isn't too complex of a chart. That's why mm-hmm. I started you guys off with the most complex human beings I knew as your <laughs> test. <laughs> I still remember all those charts. <laughs> no, they're wild, aren't they? Yeah. They're <laughs> cool. they're, yeah, they're cool people. Yeah. <laughs> they do really cool things. Um, so what what is your biggest goal when you read for a client, Mackenzie? Really just like developing like a connection, I guess. And like, it's hard to do when it's like over the computer, I think. Mm-hmm. If it was like in person, I think it'd be very intense though. Um, But yeah, just like developing that connection and I guess um, leaving them with like a good feeling about themselves. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think I've said it in previous podcasts, but like it's um, we live in a world where it's easy to like feel down on ourselves and like even pop astrology, like I'm a, I'm a Gemini moon and rising, like there is so much hate on Gemini. And so I feel like, you know, shit about myself until I mm-hmm. had a reading with you and you're like, no, that's nothing bad about Gemini. Um, so I, I don't know. I just like to leave people like feeling good about themselves and like pointing out their strengths and, um, you know, all the, I don't want to say good, but like, you know, all the, um, all the stuff in their chart that just like makes them them. Um, 
So the whole person. Yeah. Yeah. Because again, <clears throat> most people are thinking of the rising and the sun and the moon and the houses as separate things instead of this web of interconnected energy. Yes. You know, and you get to show somebody the whole of who they are. And mm -hmm. Imagine a world where everybody kind of understood themselves. Don't you think things would be a little bit different? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, because I found that people who are mean and people who are um, aggressive are actually really vulnerable people. Mm -hmm. You know, they're really, really vulnerable. Unless somebody's like a born sociopath or a psychopath, but those people are so rare, you know. Um, yeah. But in general, the cranky people or the very self defensive feel bad about who they are and sometimes project yeah. that onto other people. But if people understood the goodness in who they were, um, you know, who knows, it might change things. So. Yeah, mm -hmm. I totally agree with that. So now some people will think, oh, they're only saying good things. Like I'm sure there's people listening right now who are going, well, that's that positive vibes only. And no. yeah, what would you say to that, Mackenzie? Um, I mean, nothing can be positive vibes only all the time, you know? Um, yeah, definitely like, not like I just say the positive things I see in there. I see like, you know, you might not have felt like you could always use your voice growing up, mm -hmm. but now like you're stepping into your own like authority and utilizing your voice and the more like confident level, like that's kind of how I would say, like mm -hmm. if I see a difficult aspect in the chart, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, when you didn't have agency, mm -hmm. it's gonna be different. Like when we're kids, we don't have agency. Yeah. And most people suffer the most significant trauma or the baseline trauma in childhood. And it kind of builds over time, repatterns. But you and I both have had our fair share. Oh, yes. <laughs> and if you want to live a rich life, you have to move beyond that identity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know. That is a big thing. Like sometimes people really latch on to like that trauma mm -hmm. story, and it is hard when you're in the moment. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it just takes a lot of you know healing from that. Like you know, for me, a lot of therapy, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. Years and years, but um, yeah. And then eventually, you just like get to a point where you're ready to like let it go and then move on from that. Mm -hmm. How did astrology it. help you? How did astrology help you? Because you showed up so early for me on the TikTok. Oh. <laughs> oh, it was so funny. Because I had started something that I didn't think anybody would sign up for. And Kinsey signed up. And mm -hmm. I, got, I got her solo for a long time. Um, oh. My pancake. My first right. pancake. Um, but you were really kind of going through it. How did astrology help you navigate and understand? And how still, how does it help you understand you? That's a good question. Um, you know, I dealt with a lot of like self-hate for a very long time. Um, just like really, really difficult. And so 
um, when I realized like I don't have to hate myself like there's yes there's good and bad in everybody you know and it just like it's just part of life and so I was um, it started slowly just like looking at the good you know and then like combining and um, mm-hmm. just like I'm trying to think of the words it's hard that's okay you're doing um, great yeah, just um, just slowly learning to accept myself exactly as I am um, mm-hmm. without like needing approval from other people, which is really hard when you're a Libra, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And then also like looking at the transits, that's a huge thing. Um, mm-hmm. And just, it's been like a journey of self-awareness almost. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like I've got the moon going through my fourth house right now. Right. So, like that explains, you know, this conversation a little. Um, mm-hmm. Just how so? How does it explain this conversation? Just, just curious. You know, fourth house. That's our our emotional roots. That's um, yeah. our foundation. Um, talking about going to therapy. I had to go to therapy from, you know, family stuff. Um, but yeah, just like looking at transits. Um, and I think the way you explained it to me back then, it just like was so comforting. And knowing that, you know, traumas that I went through will never happen again. That was like I think the most comforting thing that yeah. I ever heard. Um, that was that Pluto transit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I was young, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, big hugs. Yeah. Yeah, I actually remember your reading so clearly. (laughs) I can even see where I was sitting at the time. Pardon the Malcolm Barks. Oh. Um, But um, yeah, I remember it so clearly. So, because again, we don't know anything about anybody, we just get their chart. Mm -hmm. So, and for our listeners, you know, McKinsey had a life-altering event. Yes. Um, <laughs> thank God I don't step all over people. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I very carefully asked the question. <laughs> so <laughs> you're really yeah, like, you're like, did something happen health-wise in 2016? I was like, well, yes, now I am paralyzed and I am a wheelchair user. And you're like, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah. Uh, just, yeah. 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 You guys just helped from being. like, what was that? <laughs> I said you're a gorgeous, beautiful being. Oh. Brave and, and far, far stronger. Uh, people don't understand that strength doesn't mean you are never without a down moment. It means you keep going regardless. <laughs> Right. Right. But yeah, you know, astrology has just really helped. Um, It's funny, just like thinking back on some of like my lowest moments. This was even like before I came across your TikTok. um, Just like being really like I couldn't even get out of bed. But the one thing that would like keep me like going a little bit was like reading about astrology. And um, there's one moment where I was like I remembered very clearly um, 
just having that realization that astrology is what kind of helps like keep me going almost um I had this realization that it was like five separate times that like astrology is what kept me going I guess and so then I was like I think I want to like actually pursue this and then like a month Mm -hmm. later that's when I came across your TikTok so so when you say astrology kept you going and man I understand that I, I don't think I'd be alive if I didn't hadn't mm-hmm. been an astrologer especially because we sometimes come to them during crunchy times that's when we come to astrology or tarot or psychology yeah. or all of it and um when you say it was it looking at just like your your placements or was it looking at potential transits because you did a lot of study before you met me you you came in pretty well read um yeah. and you were trying to synthesize it you were like okay there's so much yeah it was very jumbled um Mm -hmm. first it was yeah just looking at like personal and then like looking at you know the people around me like their charts and then um then it went into transits and that was like very confusing to me because like I didn't have someone actually explain it I just knew like all right like moon is in blah 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 and like during a certain difficult time in my life or like Uranus in this house. And I was just like, I don't know. I just thought it was very fascinating. Right. Um, there's so many rabbit holes and like, you know, obviously synastry, stuff like that was very right. fascinating to me. Um, it just like kept my mind off of things for a long time. Right. Yeah. And it can, as you're working on things, if you're trying to figure things out or trying to understand things, it kind of takes you out of your own self for a minute, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I know that one. Yeah. Uh, And it helps you see things objectively almost rather than like Mm -hmm. subjectively, like I'm all alone, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or I did something in a past life and this is why I'm being punished by trauma. I think I, yeah. I was actually looking for that at one point. I'm like, what did I do in a past life? Right. Yeah, that's really common. I did too. Because when you've, because we tend to blame the victim, and this is like, it's not just in the United States, a lot of cultures do it. Mm-hmm. Um, we tend to say, oh, if something bad happens, God doesn't favor you. Or if something bad happens, you were really bad in a past life. And um I did it too, because, you know, we take on the blame, shame, and guilt from that mindset. And so Mm -hmm. we're looking for answers. So when bad things happen, you think, man, I I must have been a real asshole. (laughs) Um, And I will say it will color your past life rememberings in the beginning. Like if you start having those, because like when I was young, like at your age, um, and I started having past life memories really come back hard. Mm-hmm. Um, they were not nice. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, this is why. <laughs> and it wasn't till I got a little bit more healing that um, I saw, oh, I'd been good people too. Just as, you know, it, it, sinner and saint, you know. And then I was like, oh, I wonder if I've ever had in the middle lifetimes. And yeah, of course. We have right. thousands of lifetimes. You know, nobody is a new soul. That is just 
that's not how it works. <laughs> you know? um, so we've all had good and bad and bad things don't happen to us because we were bad. They happen because we live in physical bodies that are vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And sometimes shit happens and yeah. we can see the windows for that. Uh, so that's the gift I like to give people <laughs> is to know, oh, you're not bad. Right. No, we have consequences. Saturn. You know, yeah, Saturn. You know, Mars. Mars <laughs> can bring us pretty swift. You know, Pluto gives us the growth opportunities. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those are <laughs> not so fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. That's why I loved being able to tell people that you will never go through that again. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one time I. But yeah, and then I'm like, hmm, what's to come? And so I look in the future, I'm like, oh, at least I'll know it's not going to be as physical. As I get no, mm-hmm. yeah, no, it won't. You've got good stuff on the way, yeah, yeah, yeah. And usually, if you take your healing route, I think um, the gift I was given by a spiritual mentor was in my early 30s might have just turned 30 to be honest um and I was asking very cheerily you know if I had to keep going with these lessons because <laughs> it had been a very difficult life and um it's a cool life I've done a lot of cool things but it was equally difficult and he looked at me and he said you will never suffer trauma again no you will never suffer trauma again. And, and it was to the severity of what I had been through. It will never yeah. be like that again. And just that knowing, um, and that wasn't astrological. He was, he was a different kind of woo. He did my training and other woo-woo stuff. We love it. Yeah, and the psychic stuff and the intuitive stuff. And the alternative healing stuff, because back then I thought I was supposed to be a healer, but that was myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, This lifetime, it's just energetically holding space. But um, that gift helped shape my forward path. And I thought, man, that's the gift you pay for. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm so proud of you guys, because you guys took that really seriously. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Mm -hmm. when it's like just all of our paths how we all like converged I don't know (laughs) I just think of us as almost like shooting stars and then like we converge I don't know it's just very cool see there's that eloquence again guys that's how she conveys information (laughs) and I love it my Venus and Gemini is just like I love your words oh I love that I do yeah, you guys teach me as much as I've taught you. And I think people need to understand you're never done learning. Yeah. Never done. We, we learn something new in every reading, no matter how long you do it, because every single person is different. You know, the astrology is you get that solid, but how you convey it is something that continues to develop over time. And, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah. So what are you looking forward to next besides more readings? You guys need to book with Mackenzie because she's amazing. 
I was just going to say more readings. Um, I don't know, just more learning. I'm, you know, Gemini Moon. I love, love, love learning. Um, yeah, I think just like seeing what life has to offer, you know, I think you take like one step and, you know, the universe opens more doors and um, I don't know. We'll see what comes. Maybe learning transit reading. How to do yep, those. That's, yeah, I tapped your shoulder today. I was like, yeah. are you ready? She was like, yes. I am. You're so ready. You're so ready. Bring it. Yeah, that's how I like to do this. Is I'll, I'll, I just feel into it. Are you ready? Yep, let's go. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, such a joy always. I don't always get you guys one-on-one so much anymore, so... I know this reminded me of like early cosmic surfers days. Right. Yeah. Powerful. It was powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I love you so much. I love All you. right. So guys, um, patrons are going to get a very special um, discount for needle readings. And then we've got some surprises coming up. I think for the holidays, we're going to do some group readings. Um, where you guys can bring a question or something and we'll do like 20 people and we'll have Casey and, and um, Mackenzie and me available. And yeah, uh, yeah. we'll kvetch. <laughs> we'll do astrological kvetching. Trying to make things a little more accessible for people because I know things are tight and I know everybody's worried about the economy. Um, and I'll talk more about that later in the podcast but uh, but yeah we're trying to make things accessible and give good readings and that's why don't think you're getting second best when you're getting people that trained they're absolutely 100% amazing so thank you Mackenzie thank you this has been lovely yeah alrighty talk to you later yes bye all right so let's talk about the october astrology on the 23rd of october yesterday saturn station direct oh my god and hallelujah um that was a great thing if you're like me and it was sitting in your third house, squaring off with Uranus retrograde in the sixth, then you were probably feeling a bit under the crunch. Now, it could be anywhere in your chart. You could be feeling the crunch. Um, Saturn direct means it's moving out of the square with Uranus and we're, we're finally going to be out of that aspect. We've been going through it since 2021. We do not have to live with Saturn Uranus square from Taurus to Aquarius ever again in our lifetimes, even if, well, maybe if you're a baby, but not really. So yay, yay, and yay. Super exciting. Um, for me personally, this made it really, really hard to get any kind of content done. That includes the podcast. And really, it's been since the end of September. Um, it's been, I don't know if you like, 
if you've ever had to swim with late uh, weights on your ankles or if you've ever had to walk through mud in a field, it felt a lot like that. So this astrologer feels a hundred times better already. And I think it's just going to be on the ups from there. Remember, even if you're an astrologer and an energy worker or metaphysician, a magic user, magic worker, a witch, however you want to describe yourself, you are still going to be subject to transits. And that square was bringing clarity, okay? Clarity in a variety of ways. So getting clear, instead of fighting against it, learning to rest, take care, to find the solutions to make your overall quality of life better. Okay, so we might have to start conserving here a lot more. And, and we should have been for a long time. We've been in a conspicuous consumption economy. And I think the partial solar eclipse tomorrow, October 25th, if you're listening to that on the 25th, and obviously it's your today, um, I think that is going to bring us into needing to be more sustainable with the sun conjunct Venus, Scorpio energy. It's like, it's about rejuvenation, revitalization, regeneration. So on another level, we, we could have to repurpose things, look at sustainable solutions. I think we're going to watch the world economy continue to struggle, okay? Because it's been unsustainable, you know? I mean, these, these are not new things. All right. We've been having these conversations since I was a little kid and I'm in my 50s. So, you know, I, I you'll be like, well, Lori, how could you know what was happening when you were a little kid? I'm a Scorpio rising, motherfuckers. I was eavesdropping on all the grown up conversations. That's why my mother called me big ears. OK, so, yeah, we've been having conversations around use of resources, use of, you know, and whether it was land, petroleum, fossil fuels in general, plastics, you know, and 90s was really where the plastics just came every Like, we used to use things like glass and metal. We didn't have all of the loss prevention, single-use plastic crap, which we don't need, and it certainly didn't cut down on shoplifting. So, you know, it's just making some factory owner richer. There's no need for it. So I think that's a lot of what we're going to see theme-wise after this partial solar eclipse. I think Putin's going to do something nasty. I do. I think he's going to do something so egregious that it is the beginning of the end for him. That does not mean something bad happens to him exactly on the 25th. Okay. But I think someone close to him is going to do him in. Um, now, will he be any better? Probably not, you know, so, but I do think that the country of Russia is in for some destabilization. They're already showing really kind of how weak they are. You know, the fact that they couldn't steamroller over the top of the Ukraine with or without help from Western allies, you know, really Russia you know, so I think they might do something or cause the nuclear power plant to act up, you know, or leak, basically, or do something that they try to blame on the Ukraine. And I and I do not think it'll cause global thermal nuclear war. I just don't. 
but I think it's going to be ugly. I also think things are going to erupt in Iran and continue to go there. I think Iran is, is in for another revolution, um, and that'll continue, I think, into 2024. So none of this is quick resolution, but it kicks off these types of events, and it's going to be an intense couple of weeks. So there's that. Now, on the 28th, okay, so the 25th, we have the partial lunar, or sorry, the partial solar eclipse. On the 28th, we have Jupiter ingressing back to Pisces. Jupiter's still retrograde, and it's moving back into Pisces, you know, just briefly, because it's going to pop out in December. But it's, yeah, anyway. So I think we can fully expect an expansion of viruses yet again. So I'm already hearing from various people in various states that there's a lot of rotavirus, norovirus, RSV is up. Um, we know COVID is up. And of course, Ebola is doing its thing. Um, polio, you know, we're just going to keep hearing about this. So due diligence, people, due diligence. And then um, I also think that it's going to, well, it's going to do a lot. But anyway, then on the 30th, we have Mars stationing retrograde. I've talked about this in past episodes. I think this is a saving grace. I think Mars retrograde in Gemini is a good thing. I think that holds us off from global uh, thermal nuclear war which is the Armageddon scenario people keep mentioning. I think it puts us more into a Cuban Missile Crisis situation. And, um, you know, I think I think it's going to end up putting us more towards negotiations for the Ukraine. Maybe, you know, I've thought about maybe December or January. And the whole reason I'm saying that is because of the correlation between 2022 and 1856. And I talk about that in my 2022 year ahead, which all patrons have access to for free. So I talked a lot about that. <clears throat> There's some, there was some significant stuff happened in 1856 globally. One of those things was the end of the Crimean War. Okay, and we have similar things going on. Um... <clears throat> that that was going on in 1856 you know similar astrology i talk about that in the 2022 year ahead again if you're a patron that's yours check your crunch report because i link everything up in the crunch report because everybody gets the crunch report so there's that and then we also have um then we also have some other stuff going on other stuff going on we've got um that Mars is going to swing back over Donald Trump's sun, okay, it, as it goes through November. Um, and so I think the DOJ will be popping indictments after the election pretty damn quick. Um, I don't think Donald Trump will be served one first. I think they're going to go around. I think it's a big dragnet. And I've talked about that. And if you want to know more about that, you can go listen to it in Patreon. Because if I'm going to get trolled, I'm going to get paid. Um, somebody on 
TikTok tried to accuse me of changing up my dates to serve me when it came to Donald Trump. I think I've been pretty consistent, okay? I think I've been pretty consistent. So um, a couple of things to keep in mind, and I know I talked about it on a live stream, and I know I talked about it in my Eclipse seminar, but one of the things about this partial solar eclipse happening on the 25th of October is it's on Prince William's Midhaven. And then Prince Charles chose May 6th for his coronation, May 6th of 2023, which I find fascinating. Now, I did a video about that on TikTok. If you haven't watched it, please go do. But also, when it comes to that, um, that's a shitty day for a king to be coronated. It shows zero longevity for that king. Um, there's a lot of indications of... of early demise, like a fulfillment of destiny and then, you know, so long, farewell, off Wiedersehen, good night. And so it might be that Prince Charles either doesn't make it to that coronation or quickly succumbs to illness after. Um, I, I think William may end up king faster than he wants to be. Now, I could be wrong. I'm going to give that prediction like 60, 65%. Okay, on that one. So there's that. So there's a bunch of stuff. We have a very active fall. So moving to the November 8th eclipse. Now, it's already started, by the way. So I, I the thing about this total lunar eclipse on November 8th, one, it's election day in the United States. But by the way, this eclipse is very visible throughout most of the globe. The continent of Africa is mostly spared. And by golly, there's enough going on there that I feel good about that. Australia, I believe, is spared also. Um, which is probably good because weather-wise that's going to bring in a lot. We could see some big seismic activity if you're in Alaska or the Pacific Northwest or Northern California, keep your eye out. If you're in the Asia Pacific region, keep your eye out. If you are in South America or Central America on the West Coast, keep your eye out. Ring of fire is up, but I just don't see it really from, you know, kind of you know, mid-California down to Southern California, maybe something, but it'd be offshore. And I really don't think we're going to have anything big there. I'm, I'm really starting to look up at Alaska and the Pacific Northwest at this point. So from now till through 2023. So there's that. So again, have go bags always ready if you live in the ring of fire. Okay, even if you haven't had an earthquake for a long time, because it's seismic regions. Okay, and remember, I'm an astrologer. I'm not a geologist. So I am not 100% certain of anything other than I believe there will be seismic activity that day, you know, on the eclipse day itself, and certainly the days around it. So there's that. It's a full moon on steroids, and it's conjunct Uranus retrograde. Thank God it's conjunct Uranus retrograde, meaning that Uranus is retrograde. This is wild card energy, but it's not going to surprise us. So I saw a TikTok today where a young person voting in Texas, a young gay man, was 
met by kind of intimidators, people trying to intimidate at the polls, demanding to see voter registration, wearing bandanas on their faces, and toting guns. Now, if you live in a red county or a red state, and I'm saying county, if you're on the West Coast, don't think, oh, ha ha, we're, we're liberal. You're not. You're not as liberal as you think you are. And if you're from the West Coast, you know it. So it is very, very likely there's going to be a lot more intimidation at the polls the closer we get into the election. Um, make sure you go with people. This young person found a group of people to kind of be with and stand with. That is something I've been saying for a year. Use the buddy system. Don't let yourself get isolated in a crowd. If you have to stand in a very long line on election day itself, do not keep your eye on your phone. Do keep your eyes open. Open. Okay? Because there will be people trying to intimidate. I think we're going to see a lot of interference. I think we're going to see the attempted manipulation of votes. And I think we're going to see some contestations. I am not going to tell you who I think is going to win in most of the races, par partially because I don't have time to do all those charts, and partially because here's the deal. Even if I saw that, let's say somebody from the GOP was going to win a race, I would still want you to go vote Democrat if you were a Democrat or vote independent if you were an independent. Okay. I don't want to give you a winner of a race that makes you go, oh, well, I my vote won't matter. Your vote always matters even when you're not voting for the winner. Okay. Now, does that mean I think Republicans are going to win? No, actually, I don't. I think we've got enough people out there that just don't want the authoritarianism because it's not even about, like, I mean, we call them GOP and we call them Democrats, but, I mean, really, they're, they're two private clubs and one of them has gone nuts. The other one is corporatist. But it's those are the parties we have to work with right now. We need to get rid of the fascists. First, and then we can deal with the corporatists. Okay, so go vote, go vote. That's my point. Um, I think we could see some pretty wild weather that day. You know, um, just sudden storms, lightning storms, tornadoes, etc. Maybe a hurricane. Um, I'm not real certain on that one. Um, the closer we get in, the, the, the more I'll be able to you know, kind of point to that. It's a wild day, November 8th, and that energy rings out over time. We've got quite a few things going on in 2023. They, we have another constitutional crisis in January because that is the end of the Saturn um return for the U.S. Constitution, which I talked about last year, about April of this year, and the final 23 degrees point, which is the, the Constitution Saturn, is our eighth Saturn return, that final ring of the bell. And I think it'll have to do with Clarence Thomas. I do. Um, you know, he's showing his partisanship. 
And I, he's got Pluto going through. We do have a birth time for Clarence, and I think Clarence is going to be in trouble. I think, I think he's very compromised, and at the same time, I am very concerned about how blatant and blatantly partisan they are being. Um, so we need to keep our eyes out for that. Don't let yourself be intimidated, because then the bastards win. Okay. So I am not going to, other than, you know, Stacey Abrams in Georgia, I can talk about her, but I'll talk about her in another podcast, you know. Um, she has a shot at winning, but I think she's going to have to contest that. And I don't think we'll know who's won the governor's seat potentially until December. If she doesn't contest, then she's not going to have it. I think she's going to have to contest it. Or if she wins, Kemp will contest it. But by December, her transits look glorious. So I do believe she ends up governor. Um, But, you know, that doesn't happen if you don't go vote. Go vote. All right. It's we really need it. It's not just about, you know, Roe v. Wade being overturned. They're trying to turn it into a women's reproductive rights issue, and it is, but it's really about our ability to make decisions for ourselves. If they're going to attack something as personal as our ability to reproduce, are they going to go after our ability to be economically autonomous? Are they going to go after our ability, you know, people were saying we shouldn't compare what's going on in America to what's happening in Iran. And right now it's not a direct comparison, but guess how things like what's happening in Iran start, how they're happening now, how they're happening now. So in the States, so Fight like your damn life depends on it, because it does. And if you're a man listening to this, well, fight like your wife's life depends on it, or fight like your sisters, or your neighbors, or your girlfriend, or your them friend. Fight. We need it. It's serious. I think there's going to be a hell of a lot of shenanigans that day. I'm not as worried about the uh, the October 25th eclipse. I do think there'll be stuff that happens. I'm not going to say there isn't. I'm just less worried about that than I am the November 8th. Now, again, the good stuff that comes out of it is I really, really believe Merrick Garland and the DOJ are going to start tossing out indictments. And I think there's a lot of people who are going to be facing indict indictments and for collusion with a foreign government, um, espionage, all kinds of things. And Donald Trump won't get his right away, but it could happen before Thanksgiving. All right. It could happen before Thanksgiving or through December, you know, but 2023, I can guarantee you is not his favorite year. And no, he will not be presented again. And if you want to know more about that, you can go listen in my Patreon. 
or in your Patreon, I should say. And the link, of course, is in the description. So that's what's up on deck, my friends. And I am excited to be able to get back into action now that Saturn is direct. Thank God. That square between Saturn and Uranus was just enough. Enough, enough. So take care, and I will talk it to you later.